So she probably freaked out. I didn't ask him where he was from, and he didn't tell me his name. But he told me, you're pregnant. You're going to give birth to a son. Don't drink any wine or beer and eat nothing ritually unclean. The boy will be God's Nazarite from the moment of birth to the day of his death. Now, I don't know about you, but Sam's mom was there. The angel told us that. The angel said, I know you're there. I know you don't expect to have children, but you're going to have a child. You're going to have a boy. And so she went to Sam's dad and said, Hey, guess what? I'm going to have a baby. So, men, let me ask you a question. This is a question just for you. If your wife came to you today and said, Hey, guess what? We're going to have a baby. What would your reaction be? Which may not be weird to the time, other than this woman was a Philistine. 
him. You didn't mix like that. And his dad said, are you sure, Nathan? Are you sure there's nobody in our own neighborhood that you could like? Is there nobody else you have to go to a Philistine? Seriously? What Samson's dad didn't know, forgot again, was that God was working in that situation. God was at work because God's promise was that Samson would be used throughout his life. The only way to defeat the Philistines was to be around the Philistines. So, that's what they did. Samson's dad ended up saying, okay. And they went down to the town. And we learned in this part that God doesn't always make sense. His will does not always make sense. We learned that the first week. His plan may not make sense, but it will always show his mercy. Dead body, and he's eating unclean food. 
story would be hard to see the poor choices that Samson is making. And he learned that today's decisions are tomorrow's future successes or failures. It was easy to see that his parents said, yes, God, we will have this baby and we will do these things. That led to the future success of Samson. But then Samson started to make some decisions that were not so great, which would lead to, ultimately, his demise. But it was God's glory that was still shown in the end. But in the next few chapters, in the next chapter, there's a whole lot of things. Samson is really strong. He showed his power. But we never hear Samson pray. We never hear Samson turn to God. We never hear Samson doing anything that shows that he is of God's people. That, that decision on that day to pass by the winery to kill the lion was one bad decision. The, the decision to go back and to eat the honey and share the honey with others that was another bad decision. How many of you have been walking that path and made bad decisions and started to turn your back on God? You see, when you start making bad decisions in one direction, it's hard to turn back the other way because you know it's right and wrong. But God's mercy is unending, even in our brokenness. Amen. But then we learn about the life. Which, Delilah was the first name I heard when I said, what do you think of when you get a Samson? You think of Delilah. Delilah was a Philistine. Again, he liked his Philistines. And she must have been very beautiful because he was, she was one that he ended up with. He actually married Delilah. And, and Delilah tried to trick him. Delilah tried to trick him. Delilah said, Samson, I love you so much. And I'd really like to know your secret. I want to know your secret so that in case the Philistines come, I know that they can't, they can't take away your power and your strength. I want to make sure we're all protected. Little did Samson know that those decisions in the past were going to lead to major failure. And he told Delilah, I don't know if I should tell you. She said, oh, come on, you can trust me. We all know he couldn't trust Delilah because she had made a deal in the back room with the Philistines that if they got out a secret through her, she would be paid a huge amount. And the first thing that Samson told Delilah though was, okay, honey, I'll tell you. Now listen carefully. If you go out and you get a string of a new bow, you get one string of bow that's new, never been used on a bow before, and you tie it up with it, my power will be gone. I'm powerless. So Samson goes to sleep and she ties him up with the string of a bow. And she goes, Oh, Samson, the Philistines are on us. And Samson awakes and breaks through all the strings. And the Philistines run away because they were going to die. So Delilah comes up to him after that and says, Oh, honey, now I know you were just saying. Now tell me what it is. What is it that will that'll take away your major secret? I have to know to protect us. Clearly, Samson wasn't learning things very quickly. And he said, well, I need seven new ropes. Ropes that have never been used before. I need seven 
all of my strength will be gone. So we went to sleep again. He tied him up with seven new ropes. Made sure they're nice and tight. And then said, Samson, Samson, go save your mamas. And he ripped straight through the ropes. Straight through the ropes. Didn't bother. And we're still seeing what way to the big one was And Delilah goes up to Samson again. Oh, honey, please tell me. Please, please, please tell me what it is that will lose your strength. will take away your strength. I must know who left us. Samson must have been really smitten for Delilah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, Oh, honey, you have to braid my hair into a loom. And then I will be powerless. So that night while he slept, she was disagreeing. But disagreeing wasn't had a lot of hair because it was never done. A lot more hair than this. Braided into the moves. The Philistines were in the, in the around the corner just waiting. Because it's happening yet, right? How can you move with your hair somehow? That would hurt. <laughs> and so, huh? Samson, the Philistines are lost! And he busts through the moves. The light wonders what the world is going on. The Philistines are running away. And the light comes back to Samson. Now, in baseball, it's three strikes in a rack. My home has two strikes. I'm not really sure why Samson didn't get the picture that thought the battle was going to happen, but he didn't. Because remember, our decisions today can impact our future. And Samson's decisions to make his poor decisions along his path, he just made another bad decision. When Delilah came to him and said, constantly and continuously nagging him, you have to tell me, why don't you love me? If you don't love me, if you're not going to tell me. Tell me, honey, oh, please tell me. What is it that will take away your power? I must know so we can be protected. Samson finally came in. He wouldn't pay it anymore. He said, well, I'll tell you. If you cut my hair, that is the trick. If you cut my hair, my power will be gone. Now, Samson doesn't know because he's never cut his hair, so he doesn't know how that really works. And every other time I've been there. But that night, Samson went to sleep in the light of the light. And she cut her hair. She cut his hair. Now he must be a really sound sleeper because I'm not sure I can sleep during a haircut. But he, his hair was cut. When all of his hair was cut, Delaney said, Oh, Samson, the pussy is on us! And he got up as he had every other time, full of power, full of might, yet not. He stood up and expected to be able to fight off the Philistines. But he could not. They captured him and they jammed out his eyes. His power and his sight were gone. He no longer appeared to have God with him. But that's not where the story ends. You see, it was at his weakest point that Samson did something that we don't see him doing anywhere else. Satan prayed. It was when he was 
going from the prison to be a mockery in front of all the Philistines. And he decided that it was his weakness. God needed to be shown. And this is the prayer that he prayed. Master God, please look on me again. Oh, please give me strength yet once more. With one avenging blow, let me be avenged on the Philistines for my two eyes. Now this prayer wasn't exactly a very sincere standing prayer, because he did say, please God be with me so that I can get a vengeance. But it was a prayer nonetheless. The movement that God used to defeat the Philistines started with this prayer. And we know from the text that it says that Samson reached out on the two central pillars that held the building and then pushed them. And although his hair was gone, they had started growing again. And with his hair growing again, it meant that God had not left him. God was still with him. And he prayed once more, let me die with the Philistines. And he pushed the two pillars and then the Philistines and he perish. It says that he killed more people on that day than his entire life. Not a good thing exactly, but it is a victory for God. See, if we trust God in our weaknesses, we can help others see God's love more clearly. Satan has to trust God at his weakest point. Ball no sight, feeling completely powerless. He trusted God. Sometimes it takes us when we are at our weakest point to finally realize that, okay, I need a smart person too. But here's the thing. It is easy to see that God has unending mercy on us. It's easy for me to wake up every morning and know, yes, God has mercy on me. Thank you, Jesus. But sometimes we forget that God's mercy is not just for us. His unending mercy for us, we are to share with others. Because if we do not share God's unending mercy freely, His mercy stops with us. His mercy is unending. And we are conduits of that mercy. I think that when we look at the author of 1 John 1, it says it best. This, in essence, is the message we heard from Christ and are passing on to you. God is light, pure light. There is not a trace of darkness in him. If we claim that we experience a shared life with him and continue to stumble around in the dark, we're obviously lying through our teeth. We're not living what we claim. But if we walk in the light, God himself being the light, we also experience a shared life with one another as the sacrificed blood of Jesus, God's Son, purges on all of our sins. If we claim that we are free of sin, we're only fooling ourselves. Samson claimed that, that he was full of God's power and he could do it all himself. He was kidding himself. A claim like that is errant nonsense. On the other hand, if we admit our sins, make a clean rest of them, he won't let us down. He'll be true to himself 
He'll forgive our sins and purge us of all wrongdoing. If we claim that we've never sinned, we out and out contradict God. Make a liar out of him. A claim like that only shows off our ignorance of God. You see, Samson knew he had power. Samson forgot where that power came from. Samson was able to feel God's unending mercy, but he also shared it. He made God's mercy visible to the Israelites in his final act. That final act where he was at his weakest point, God's biggest power came through. Now, each of us have an incredible opportunity to share God's mercy this summer. To share God's mercy through Camp Love. If you were with us last week, you heard about Camp Love. Camp Love is our VBS that will be happening the week of the 4th of July. Um, and our opportunity to respond today can be found in the bulletin. At the bottom of your connect card, there are multiple ways to get involved with Camp Love. Camp Love is going to be hosted at our partner, Simpson Elementary School. It is a VBS for the entire community. It's simply going to be hosted in a different location for two days, July 5th and 6th. And then on July 9th, right here, we're going to have a wrap-up celebration with all of our happy campers. So there are multiple ways that you can get involved. If you were with us last week and you were able to fill out the card and let us know exactly how you would like to get involved, then I thank you. Those of you who signed up to serve, I have uh, contacted you. If you didn't, we did have one without a name on it. But we also had 54 people say that they would use the prayer calendar and pray with us over the next month. The other insert in your bulletin is information about Camp Love, and there's a prayer calendar because we know that every great movement begins with prayer. And we know that as we move and as we go through the journey of Camp Love, prayer afterwards is just as important because that's a lot of times when the enemy likes to attack most. If you were with us last week and filled out information about what you'd like to do, you can still get involved this week because at the bottom of the prayer calendar, this is a pair off. And this is not for you. It's for you to share with someone. So you can take it and you can share it with someone. Or if you were with us or weren't able to uh, decide last week, at the bottom of your connect card, you do see several ways. You still need smiling faces, helping hands, and some sponsors and donations to cover the different things we're going to be doing that. So I would invite you to take a look at those and if you haven't already torn off your sheet to go ahead and do that. And I'm going to pray for you before we move on to our offering. Father God, we thank you this morning for your gift of mercy. Your gift of grace. And we ask that as we look at how we can share your mercy with others, that when we have questions, we ask. That even when things don't make sense, we trust you. And that through it all, our constant connection to you is prayer. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to share with others. In Jesus' name, I pray.